Okay, I'm excited by this impromptu podcast because I, I, A, I have no idea what we're talking about and B, with the exception of David, I recognise your background, mm. I have got absolutely no idea where Pete is and that in itself excites me. Pete, where the hell are you? Well, Ned, it's not as exciting as it may seem because it does look quite intriguing, my background, doesn't it? <laughs> it looks really intriguing. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually in a premiere in central Manchester with my Ooh. 27 children, wife, um, <laughs> mum, dad, my brother and sister are arriving tomorrow. And no yeah, way. I've just popped out to do to do this, you know, this random pod. And uh, yeah. A couple of days in Manchester, and then we're off to your, your and David's favourite favourite place in the world. On Antalya, Antalya, Antalya. No hesitation now. Yeah, I gotta say because it does so look okay. Like, it does look like you're sitting in Bruges. It does. It, that's <laughs> literally it? what it looks like. Like uh, moody. It's kind of dark yeah. outside, but a bit gothic. Like a little bit gothic. The, yeah. the lights are just picking out some beautiful stonework, <laughs> and it kind of looks yeah. like, yeah, it's a film set. Yeah, it's nice. Right. And, and you can tell Pete's on the road as well because he's brought back out the shiny boy headphones. He's got the, the oversized Completely. lovely hoodie on. He's out. He's social. <laughs> Pete's out, out Whereas and about. Da- David, you've got your gaming headset on. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That's just the... Just that's the, the look at that. that. Yeah. Well, I had, I had all the... Po- Top Gun. I know. Well, <laughs> I, you know, I was telling Archie that we were going to watch Top Gun yesterday. Ah, oh, um, best. It's good, isn't it? Maverick. Jesus, oh, my word. Good. Have you watched it yet, Ned? No, everyone says uh, it's good. Right. I, I'd love to it's see it. I'd love to I've see it. I've got such good value to say now, but I don't want to ruin it in, in case any of my riders listen to the podcast. Oh really? So Why? I just so I just Why? do it and then not do it and the yeah yeah just right, do it. So just do it. David, you'll know this. Remember, um, have you watched Maverick? Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> when um, he when so he goes out for that. He's in the pub and he's he's really drunk and all his students that don't know he's going to be yeah. you know leading them in the next mission are there and they throw him out of the pub and then he turns up the mm. next day and he does this speech in front of them all and he has this like massive folder of like basically information about how to fly a plane and he just throws it in the bin <laughs> so yeah i was watching this and straight away i thought about oh my god this is what i'm going to do on my on the trinity camp in december print off <laughs> <laughs> print off all the riders files from from training peaks every, all their numbers everything and i'm gonna say this doesn't count for nothing bang do you know what i mean yeah numbers I, I think mean nothing pe- i want to see results <laughs> yeah. And Pete, you know what'd be really good about this as well is because because they you got turned down by Michael Bloody Rogers onto the UCI course for I this know. year to be a director. What? It's like so it really doesn't make a difference these rules. And you're going things. rogue, rogue. You're rogue DS now, aren't oh, you? Oh, that's it. You're yeah. off. You're I've had it with the UCI. Okay. Like, I, well, I don't need them outside the system. Yeah. I find that amazing. That kind yeah. of like, I, I understand there's a short list of kind of there's only a certain amount of X or people they can take for the UCI official director sportif role, but to turn down an X pro, I know. The first thing I thought when I seen his signature at the bottom was, this is the guy who used to tell me to like get off the back and move up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Michael. Let's not hold any grudges. You know, I'm just trying to you know forge a new career after you know being a professional cyclist. Bit of help would be nice. <laughs> uh, where are you, Ned? You look like you're back on the road. Well, do, do you recognise? I mean, guys, you you spend a lot of time on the road as well. Do you recognise the decor of this particular chain? Are you, what are you thinking? I mean, it's not a premium holiday. Inn. No, it's not um, a premium. Holiday Inn. Not a Holiday Inn. Is it a no- not a Holiday Inn. It's not a Novotel. It's got wooden beds. No, it's not a Novotel. No. 
You've got to go a notch down, guys. Ibis? Mm. No, don't know where that fits in, Ibis. That's always been a bit of a... No, I'm in a travel lodge. Ah, One of, ah nice. Yeah, I'm in a nice. travel lodge. They're the ones that don't have breakfast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or or, or a, a restaurant. So I have to warn you that um, about half an hour ago... Oh, hang on. Wait, I've just had a message. Half an hour ago, I put in an order with Just Eat to get a curry delivered here. Nice. <laughs> and um, the Crown Spice have just sent me a text message five minutes ago. Your order is on its way. So we might be faced with a bit of a dilemma, imminently, guys, that I might have to um, run down to the car park, uh, meet a courier, and uh, ha- allow him to hand over a curry. Well, this would be like so uh, me being left alone on a break at the Tour de France. Oh, one of those. Yeah, be, yeah. welcome one of back those. to the Tour de France. Where Ned presses that button and you're just like, oh, I'm on my own. Oh, no, oh no. One Come of those. Back. I think one of our Tour of Britain pods. I seem to remember David. You, you just ran out of the room randomly. I think because yeah. I can't remember why really. There was yeah. a bit of kit that you'd left or something, or batteries right. that you needed. No, to you, fetch. you did it. You, you ran out of the room. Oh yeah, I ran out of the room. Oh my you god, t- you're literally projecting like yourself onto me. It was you that ran oh, away. Oh no, that's so yeah. weird. So what are you doing? So has your show begun now? You actually you're 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 doing it. Um first night tomorrow night in Plymouth at the Quad Theatre. Mm. And um and so I've but I've come down the night before because we get into the theatre quite early tomorrow, or we're allowed to get in because Reese, my tour manager, who's just amazing because he does a really, really complicated job. Not only does he have to do the lighting in every theatre, he has to run all the cues, and it's complicated. You've seen my shows, David. They're yeah, complicated. They're There's simple. a lot going on. Yeah, he needs to know the material very well. Um, so we're going to spend the afternoon just walking through some of the cue points and all that sort of thing. And I need to familiar, re-familiarise myself with the material that I've only performed once, um, and that was last Friday night in London, and it was um, when, well. I honestly, got I got a message from Jay. I got a message from Jay saying, like, late at night on the Friday. I mean, he might have been a bit drunk, so he might have just been overly nice. He's stone, he's stone cold sober. He oh, drove well, home. In he that, drove in home, that yeah. case, it was a just true nice. message. <laughs> Not all like that, David. It was David. just nice. <laughs> no, and, and, but he said, uh, he said, I've got to go and watch it. He said, because it's, uh, you, you've leveled it up since your last tour. What? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Th- um, thanks. Thanks. It was nice to hear that because oh, it was this tiny little, it was this tiny little fringe theatre in North London. Like, and we, we invited 30 people just over the internet, said, you, if, it's free. If you want to come, it's free. You know, but it's a work in progress. Come and see it. And people just lapped it up and they were there. And it was, so, but it was so intimidating in a way because it was so small and intimate, you know. I had to kind of create the feeling because a lot of the theatres that I'm doing on this tour, you know, some of them are a thousand seats, Oof. you know, and a lot of them are kind of 300, 400 seats. Most of them are 500. Um, this was 30, which was so much harder with material that I've kind of like, you know, um, but it, like with the exception of a few little bits and pieces that I'm going to probably strip out, everything hits. It hit, you know, it hit home. So I'm really excited about performing it tomorrow night. And I'm, That's so good. You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to change massively over the 28 dates. Yeah. I'm really, but I'm yeah. looking forward to getting going. That's like Pete. Pete, you'll have to come and see it. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to, Pete and I will have to come and see oh, it. It's, it's interesting because for Pete, it's different because he's really comfortable DJing in front of 30 people. And not at all in front of loads. Oh, I just when Ned's like speaks about it and he's oh yeah, just you know invited fifty people over the internet and you know just did my first. Yeah, I'm just thinking, ugh, I'm just like filled with anxiety. I'm just like, <laughs> you are such a weapon. Like, it is 
like yeah, it's true we're it's, different we are like different uh, people like you know like, there's, there's literally no i think we've chance. established that haven't we we've we, we different that, guys haven't we you, but yeah you, pete and ned are different and david's different again there are three different people in this conversation <laughs> this is one thing we know guys true, true. So news here. Do, what's been going on does, do, do any of us know what's going on in bike racing at the moment <clears throat> Well, um, Ineos were Ineos very nearly signed, or they made inquiries about signing Remco Evenepoel. Oh yeah, that was a little bit of a, that was a classic um, Dave B, but all the more classic Patrick Lefebvre. You know, that's a, that's a kind of private message between kind of like bosses of teams. But honestly, Dave must know that Patrick Lefebvre is going to put it out there and just He's turn just it into a story. Just going to put it straight out there. Yeah. But yeah. interesting. He didn't put it out until Remco won the Worlds in such dominant fashion. Because oh, oh, the message was sent okay. just after he'd won the Vuelta. And then Remco goes and destroys the Worlds, and all of a sudden, Patrick's on a cloud. And that might be like a glass of champagne or something, Pete. And he's like, you know what? I'm just going to tell people about this. Because I'm not selling... Because he's actually... He's now done Liège. He's now done... Uh, all those different races he's won, Classic San Sebastian, Vuelta Espana, he's now won the world. Actually, I'm going to get back to Dave now, I'm going to tell the world, <laughs> no, you're not having him. <laughs> but I just, wanted, I, just wanted, I just wanted to make sure, <laughs> before I make it public. <laughs> it's so good, it's so cycling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, no, I wouldn't sell him, but I, I'm surprised, because uh, nothing's for sale, like nothing's not for sale, is it? No. That's the thing. Especially not, I suspect, with Patrick Lefebvre. Right? <laughs> Even more so. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, Even more he so. knows the price of everything, yeah. right? And he's the, he's the uber realist in the entire market. Mm. Uh, and he's really good at it, to be fair. He's incredibly good, isn't he? He's got that kind of ruthless streak that mm. we associated, you know, I, again, I, I hate to use a football thing, but Alex Ferguson was always famous for knowing, you know, at the height of a player's powers, that's when you move him mm. on. Yeah, you know, people were always mm. baffled by why are you selling Beckham to Real Madrid now, and he's always proved right. Yeah. You know, mm. yap stam, time and time again. Now I don't think we're there with Remco yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if it happens next year. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Max Andrew always used to say, when you're in your best form, you have to take a break, and I was like, yeah, but. <laughs> I've literally like spent the last two months trying to get to this form. Like, surely it's like not a good keep, time to take a break. He's like, no, no, keep the mystery no, alive. Just keep the mystery alive. Take some time, you know, a week, ten days. Take it easy. You'll come back going. I'm like, Matt, it's like, I just want to race. I'm feel really good. And he's like, no, no. So, yeah, but that's true though. I mean, that's like kind of the madness. But that was kind of whenever you had good times, it's like you were racing really well. And because you're in that neurosis, Pete, if you work so hard to get to that plateau of performance, mm. you then, and you've been doing all your regimes and training camps and kind of doing your lifestyle, then you're winning and you're like, oh, that's it, I've got to keep doing the same thing. True. But actually, you're, you're not going to get better from that point on. And the best thing for you to do is just turn off and relax, mm -hmm. which is so counterintuitive. But if you, if you kind of have that confidence, go, okay, I'm winning now, I'm just going to chill out. I'm just gonna, just gonna go and sit on the sofa and watch Netflix, yeah. you know, <laughs> and just wait for the next race and probably win that again. Yeah. And you know, it's, <laughs> but it's <laughs> and you avoid the descending spiral. But I don't know. It takes a lot of confidence. And now, now the science probably is telling those kids to do that. But in the old days, it was like, oh no way! I got to keep doing what I did to get here. Yeah. And true, then yeah. you just quickly the, the peak falls off and there's no plateau. 
But yeah, so that was interesting. And then I saw today that Mathieu van der Poel is now doing the world, the inaugural world the gravel, gravel yeah. championships. I mean, Jesus. Old Sagan as well. Ugh, Sagan that's a bit of a kind of... Yeah. I mean, I just feel sorry for Mathieu van der Poel in that sense. It's like, got to do... So again, I've got to do something with his form. <laughs> <laughs> even even after all that trauma and this, the mistakes he's made and he's back here and it's like... Does it come down to oh money well. and sponsors? I think maybe over yeah. uh, definitely. Oh, and actually, here's a, yeah, here's an interesting one. Can actually, I ask a really sort of basic question about gravel, guys, because I've never watched a gravel race. And David, I nobody know has. A bit nobody, <laughs> nobody's <laughs> ever watched a gravel race. <laughs> well, they did in like 1906 it? when it was what, the Tour de France. What is a gravel? <laughs> but after that, I mean, <laughs> not no one's really watched it. What were all these people doing on the on <laughs> the road? A gravel with race. 300k to go. What, I don't. What's going on? <laughs> Why? Why isn't this televised? You know. Why is there nobody watching this? <laughs> Television hasn't been invented. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Go on. What's no, seriously. seriously what, yeah. is a, what is a gravel race? What is? How does it work? It's a participation race. Basically, at the moment, that's all it is. It's not a spectator race. It's very much like triathlon. In many ways, triathlon has become. Kind of has more spectators for the biggest. Oh, look at you laughing, Pete! I'm not saying nasty things here. <laughs> I'm saying that gravel is very much. Um, uh, it's a, a kind of stuck in between this sort of middle brother between mountain biking and road racing. <laughs> really? And mountain biking. <laughs> oh, sorry, Tim. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Uh, but you know, in the sense that road racing has like had a hundred years of kind of doing its thing, mountain biking's had forty years of doing its thing, and then gravel has kind of come from nowhere in the last ten years. Although it slightly comes from cyclocross, but cyclocross goes around in circles. It doesn't come from cyclocross. It comes through the 1903 Tour de France. That's where it, it comes all, everything, from. Everything comes from the 1903 Tour de France. <laughs> Stop it. This is ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> no, but, but no, where does gravel the nuts come from? How big, David, David, are they, are they all privateers, right? Is there a peloton? I mean, how big's the peloton? What's it's not oh, big. Hang on, I think we're curious here. <laughs> it's not privateers. Wait a minute, wait a minute. It's not big. That's the word. Is Nico? Hello, hello? Yeah, hang on. Okay, brilliant. I'll be, I'm on my way down. Is, that, is, Ni- is Nico right. Roach doing the, the, fork, the, the yeah. Gravel Worlds? Who is? Nico Who? Roach. Is he doing the Gravel Worlds? Sponsored by... I don't know, maybe. Nathan, Nathan Hass is. Some, some um, big names. I think Lawrence Tandam probably yeah, is. Yeah, he's there. Is Thomas Decker doing it? If he's not, um, if he's not Peter, in IP fair, then, P- yeah. Peter, Peter Stettner? Um, Ian, um, Ian Boswell? Ian Boswell. Quite the ex-pro you know, field, like actually. Yeah, it'd be a good field, and and then if 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 all Peter Sagan's doing it, Matthew Vanderpool, then that just sadly for the rest of those just crushes their chances. But Unfortunately, the, the nature um, of the course and how it's raced is just it's not uh, interesting to watch because there's no fight for a corner, there's no technical mm. sections, so to speak. Of it's just on gravel, isn't it? Doesn't I'm get that, it that's right where it now, ends. Pete. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So and. Uh, but uh, just going back to, because what we'll try and do now is explain it completely um, before Ned gets back so he doesn't actually know what it's about. So it's been, it's the, the first time that, it's this year is the first time that UCI have created a gravel category. So they have BMX, they have mountain biking, they have road, they have track, they have even esports, acrobatic cycling, esports. And so they added gravel to this. Um, and that's kind of a but what they want to do with gravel was would was to make it pass 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 well basically for privateers i was going to say passeptory how do you say that 
Possibly. I don't know. Yeah. Um, have we accepted, while I've been gone, have we accepted that privateers is a word? Yeah, privateers, but, but it feels more yeah. like um, 1700s naval. Yeah, I thought we were talking about Top Gun again, to be honest. Yeah. But I think mountain bikers who aren't in a mountain biking team, Pete. Yeah. Right, Sam, Gaze, if you're listening, mm. I think if they get their, raise their own sponsorship and their own funding, I think they're known as privateers. But Sam Gaze is on the World Tour team. Yeah, but... I know yeah. he is, yeah. but there are loads of guys who aren't, that are unaffiliated. Well, it's like motor racing as well, you do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah every sport. So, yeah, so maybe you're right, Ned, because a, a privateer would not allow, be allowed access into a World Tour race or any of the pro... The road cycling categories of professional racing from World Tour, mm. Pro Continental, Continental... You can't yeah. be an individual going into those. But with gravel as it is, because it's the inaugural year, they're essentially allowing it to be open to anybody. But you've got to qualify <laughs> mm. by age groups. Like triathlon. And then, yeah. yeah it's like quickly turned into a gravel oh. pod, isn't it? We should yeah. wrap what it a up. gravel pod? That's how we'll bill it. This we'll is the it. gravel. Never strays far does gravel. But does, so what Why does not? a race like... We've all established that none of us have seen a gravel race. <laughs> but what do we imagine it looks like? They, they start the race... And then what happens? I don't know. Um, <laughs> Ride off. You see, you see lots of. Is there, you is there see, a breakaway? You see lots is of. Is there a breakaway? No, a little bit. You have to follow them on. You have to follow them on Instagram. Right. And, and normally the day after to get all their reels and stories about what they did during the day. That's okay. close as you get to it. Because it's, a really it's very much sport. a social. It's a social sport. But no, there's there's no definitive kind of tactics. It's it's very much. A, I, I, I think we can wrap this up by mm. coming to the conclusion that we have no idea what happens in a gravel race, pretty much. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah. It's a journey of discovery. Yeah. It's unusual for us to have no idea what something is. Mm. <laughs> well. Should we... Um, I think we, we should say that now it's officially released that we're doing the Tour Bay Cyclocross and we have our artwork out there. So I know, well, that's, yeah. that's yeah. happening. So thanks to Connor Brady, who we'll bring on in a future pod to explain the reason. David, is... Is um, I think I'm right in saying that the spectator. So it's free entry, isn't it? It's free entry, yeah. And I mean, I know why. Come on, come on, what? Come and visit. Come and check yeah, it get out. Get down there. It's come and check it out. Yeah, get down yeah. there. It's going to be good. Pete will and be DJing. The generation's been booked. The multi plug. Yeah, yeah. we got. Um, uh, yeah, we got a gin sponsor. <laughs> I, I think my rider. My rider's looking. I mean, it's not a big rider, but it's. It's it's been accepted, hasn't it? Generator, multi plug, yeah. um, bottle of uh, tequila. And um, bar, never strays bar. Yeah, a never strays bar. So yeah. we're good yeah. to go. Oh, we're and some, yeah, we'll be good. And a speaker, sound system, PA. But system. we'll put um, we'll put the what the the kind of the Mid Devon CC um, website link in the show notes to go and check out the information. I think we're basically saying we'll I'll, p- I'll put them in. I'll put them in the show notes. Ned will put them in the show notes because I make you make the effort to get down there. It's going to be worth it. Yeah, yeah, it will be worth it. Um, and then where are we now on the, the kind of road season? This is the final weekend. So we've had, so it's all in Italy now, isn't it? I mean, apart yeah. from the, the women are racing at the Tour de Romandie, which is, is that a new one? That's new, inaugural Tour de Romandie. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So yeah, that's like, that. what's that's that? That's so calendar. confusing, isn't it? Because in our minds, we always think Romandie, okay, I know exactly where that fits. It kind of like, you know, it's a... Yeah. It's a preparation race for the Giro and all that kind of thing. And then the women's race, boom, suddenly in late October, mid-October. Can I ask a question? When do you say inaugural? Like, why do races put that in front of the name? What does that mean? Well, it's like, uh, we're... we're First. First. Yeah. The first. first. The inaugural Ah, is the first. It's like, 
So it's like um, the Never Strays Far National Cyclocross Series in Torbay is the inaugural Never Strays Far oh, yeah. bike race. race. I'll put that in my Pete's yeah. um, notebook. Put it in of, Pete's of notebook. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm just looking on pro cycling stats um, on the women's... It's hard to use in commentary though, Pete, I think, inaugural. True. It unless, is quite. Unless you can be absolutely certain that when you see a rider attacking to try and get in a breakaway... That's the first time they've ever attacked. That's true. That's to never going to happen. Away. So you could see, you could see, for example, um, Matthew or Thomas Glogue attacking to get in a breakaway. And if you were really confident that he's never done it before, you could say this is the inaugural attack of to- from, from Thomas Glogue in the Tour de France. So, so basically, when in I th- yeah. in the Tour when de I first France, did you my, could say um, that. Yeah. I know everyone's watching the Tour de France, but it, it adds a bit of you know substance to the to what i'm saying doesn't it even though everyone knows that it's bit a panache bit of panache anyway, if you're giving so words when i first yeah. did a tour de france four years ago um what four years ago oh, my fourth tour this Jesus. year um god we wow. got a, i don't know That's if you crazy. bought me it or i got a little notebook didn't yeah. i called pete's words pete's words pete's words where we yep. take yeah. not only words from you and david but simon gerrans um mm. was in there <laughs> uh, i can't remember what it was um, and just words we yeah, think right, of. It's basically just like w- a, a, a cycling commentator's uh, Pete's com- uh, Fiasaurus for yeah. cycling commentary of words that yeah. I could use that would, you know, help me. It was like a Petersaurus. We should have had. David's won the pod. We should have done that. We should have got. We should have had like sections and like. Oh wait, yellow tab hills. (laughs) Go into hills. Oh right, undulating topography. Topography um, as well. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, Oscillating. Oscillating profile. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of. Yeah. Vertiginous. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) David always used to use the word vanguard. In like anything, I love Vanguard. Vanguard. Yeah. I love I don't know what Team Vanguard Sky. means. Vanguard. What is it? what is a, it's the basic. It's the pointy end of the battle, like when you've got all the troops in the field. So you've isn't got that the, the avant-garde? The avant-garde and the vanguard. You've got the avant-garde, but then I think vanguard is basically an abbreviation of avant-garde. Vanguard. Oh God, I'm so stupid. I yeah. think you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds better than saying, "Oh, we're the avant-garde. We're the vanguard." So in the peloton, mm. from the current peloton, think of a Tour de France stage. Who's the vanguard? Who's the, who's at the Walvin vanguard? Art. Art. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like you just didn't, you know, you wouldn't even hesitate. It's like if so, Yum Yumbo Visma. If yeah. you're going to have kind of your your, your group, your your platoon, your battalion, your your group of soldiers, you're going to have peloton. that pointy end. But no, because that's mm. the whole thing, isn't it? That's the battlefield. But then each yeah. one of them is going to have somebody on point who's going to be the vanguard. Who's going to just be? Who's going to poke the bears of the peloton? Well, for not, he's the vanguard. He's the avant-garde. Poke the bear. Poke the, poke the bears. Another one. Yeah, poke. And the he's bears literally, he's literally got the word van in his name. Well, van ah. Well, vanguard. It's so true. Yeah. Well, vanguard. That's a, that's a, that's so true. That's so true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're probably get, I'm probably get completely butchered by that. But so is it avant-garde, and then? But I just like the vanguard. It's relevant. I think it just sounds good. Well, one of my favourite things about Wat van Aert's ride at this year's Tour de France, because I've had plenty of time to talk and think about it, like subsequently, and I still maintain. I don't know if we've discussed this on this pod, but I still maintain that I think you can make the case for that being the greatest ride in the history of the Tour de France. Right? I think yeah. there's a case that you can make for that. Um, 
and I include everything that Merckx did and everything that Onkatil mm-hmm. did and everything that Copy and Bartoli did and everything that Eno did mm-hmm. in that. You know, I think as a single individual performance at one edition of the Tour de France, that might be the greatest yeah. performance ever, right? But one of, the, one of the real kind of intriguing characteristics of the, of the way Van Aert raced in July was on, on the last three stages, on two occasions, he sprung a great big surprise. Yeah, uh, and and the one was where you picked it up, David, brilliantly in commentary, where you said, "Hang on, they're riding for Laporte," and no oh, that one was good, David. That, out. that was smart. That was smart because all of a sudden Van Aert's doing all this crazy amount of work, and mm. Laporte. Oh yeah, and Laporte smashed it, didn't he, with that crazy finish? Yeah. Um, and then the other one was the final day <laughs> where he just he pulled the ultimate surprise by for the first time in twenty-one stages he just didn't race. <laughs> Yeah. Which was so yeah. cool. It was so cool. That was so cool. The ability to just say, "No, I'm not. Gonna, I'm going to enjoy today." It's kind of amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, I was actually just talking to somebody about this today about Wout van Aert, and I probably speak about him every day, to be honest. But um, <laughs> but it was just the fact that it's incomprehensible. I mean, because I think I was talking to somebody about oh, it was somebody who'd met a pro cyclist recently said how small they are. But, and I was like, yeah, they are small, but they're so strong. You can't imagine how much power those little guys are putting out. It's like, it's wild. Mm. But then I was mm. like, but then also, you've got to look at what Walt Van Aert did at the CS Tour de France. He's a big dude. It's incomprehensible how much power he's putting out. And kind of, he just ripped up the rule book, kind of, of what, what's possible. And yeah, I, d- I don't know. And I, I think I go back to what you were just saying about Jumbo Visma. Yeah, I've never seen such, a, such an insane performance, but also... I think they had a few different kind of um, strings to their bow. They started with the double of Primoz Roglic and Vingegaard, which gave them the confidence of that sort of backup plan. They had Wout van Aert who was going for the green jersey, but then Wout van Aert just, I think by being the way he raced, just gave a whole different spirit to that team, which meant that when Mm -hmm. it started to kind of fall to pieces a bit, when Primoz Roglic had his kind of down, then, uh, but I think it's all thanks to Wout van Aert. And and then Vingegaard doing amazing. Don't know what you think, Pete. Yeah, I'd I'd agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag analysis. That's what I do You're best, welcome. Ned. Punditry. Yeah. 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 How would you have handled that if uh, if the Imlac had asked you? Oh, he'd have just asked you. What would Imlac would have asked you? How would he have phrased that? Yeah. Uh, no, he'd have gone. I tell you. Uh, Imlac is a hard-hitting journalist, right? Isn't yeah. he? he? He's he's very concise. He's very mm. concise with his questioning, mm. and he'd have turned to you, Pete, maybe with a little nod, like I he'd been looking at camera already. one. <laughs> and he and he turn and he turn. So a little bit of an intro, off a break maybe to camera camera one. Then he turned to you at the end of the line because you're always at the end of the line. <laughs> Pete's standing up now. He's <laughs> in character. Pete's standing up. He's, yeah. yeah, yeah. They standing up. Pete's standing up. He's literally reading out this, and he'd say, "So Pete, it's a simple question." Vingegaard, does he wing the tour without Juan Van Aert? Wout Van Aert? I mean, obviously, he wouldn't stumble over those words like I just did. Gary, everything we've seen in the Tour de France so far, Vingegaard is going to win. He is undestructible. To, um, he is, he's got everything it takes. He hasn't cracked once during this Tour de France. When he's looked under pressure, he's always been there. Jumbo Visma, coming into the Tour de France, we thought it was all about um, Primoz Roglic. In fact... Jonas Vinegard has taken the lead from this team since day one. And even, with, even without Wout Van Aert on the team, 
he would have won this year's Tour de France, or he will win this year's Tour de France. Bang. That was Pete doing, that was Studio Pete. That, that was, was Studio beautiful Pete. to watch. That was beautiful Studio, studio Pete. Pete. We were talking about Pete's different yeah. personalities. That's just switch from podcast Pete to Studio Pete. Mm. No, it's good. It's good. Like that. Pete, well, I was going to ask you about the kind of psychogeography of the ITV4 set. Yeah? <laughs> psychogeography. Kind of the way it all <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> like, because there is a real power. There's a, there's, a, there's a struggle. There's a power battle going on all the time on the set <laughs> that people maybe aren't aware oh, of, what? isn't there? There's, yeah. There are dynamics within that, the positioning on the set. Like, the Imlac, Gary, unassailable. <laughs> But, yeah. but first of all, first of all, I think Ned, you, you have to paint the picture of what is the set is for fair. our listeners who don't know the ITV set. MDF. It's just a bit of MDF. No, no, but I mean MDF. how they position themselves, like the three. Oh, okay, yeah. right. <laughs> See, I thought you meant physically what it no, was, not the actual construction. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Gary is always on the right. Like camera. So when you see it on the telly, he's on the left, but he actually stands on the right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, he's always on the right. Always on the right. Gary's always on the right. It's an Anton Deck thing. Like he has to have his pundits <laughs> to the left of him. Imagine if it was. Imagine if you flipped that, and Gary had to deal with pundits no. over his other shoulder. Right. I just David's I looking will, like, stunned by that. Briefly interrupt like, Ned, and you can pick back up where you left off. How, so when Boardman left, and Lizzie came in, I w- I almost yeah. went Gary on it in my head. I was like, I'm like the this is where I stand, you know. I'm not being, I can't move into the middle halfway into the sort of front. It's like, this is my spot. <laughs> yeah. It would have thrown you if you'd shuffled Ah, oh, completely. To the, so, so it would have thrown Gary as well. We're, we're, we're assuming that people have studied Me this. Me and Gary are more, are more like, uh, maybe we're more similar than we realise. Yeah, I think you are. <laughs> <laughs> Give yourself another 30 years. <laughs> 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 Ned's lost it. <laughs> Go on, Ned. Carry on. He lost it. So Gary, Gary has his pundits on his left shoulder. <laughs> his pundits, and and I think Gary, you know, over over the last, let's say, I was going to say recent history, but I'll call it fifteen years because <laughs> that's what it is. Gary has a kind of comfort blanket to his left called Chris Baldwin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. comfort blanket for sure. So, so Pete, when you joined, <laughs> was it challenging to be like, <laughs> like the last in line? <laughs> What's the opposite of a vanguard, David? Like <laughs> the, 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 rear, the, the rear guard, I guess. The rear guard, yeah. the rear guard. Yeah. Like, because oh, this is ridiculous. Like Gary, how, actually, how does it, Pete, how does it work? Like normally when, you know, th- th- me and David at the end of the r- stage, we hand over to Gary don't we so like we wrap up the commentary and then it gets handed back to you guys in the studio now what what normally happens does Gary normally throw a question to Chris first or to you <laughs> you're poking the bear aren't you Ned <laughs> so <laughs> he yeah uh, yeah so when me and Chris are there he would always uh, like nine times out of ten unless there's something happened which he thought you know, I had some something interesting to say about the topic. He would always go to Chris, and I got to the point where I was like, you know, am I just second fiddle here? Um, but I'm also fine with that. It doesn't bother me. Like I'm, I'm just there to do a job and answer a question. Whether he goes to Chris first or me first, I actually don't care. And then Chris will answer his question, and then I'll be waiting for mine, and then I'll answer it. Mm. And you shine. You bring the brilliance. Um, it's like but that's what, that's what Pete does. I, I, I get where you're so coming from, Ned. It's it's a funny 
<laughs> I'm not coming from anywhere. I'm just asking. Oh, right. <laughs> Seems like you are. Questions. Yeah, yeah. I've got no. I've got no agenda here, Pete. No, yeah. no, um, no. The the dynamic of the set. Yeah, it's it's really it's really interesting, isn't it? And it evolves mm. and changes throughout the three weeks. And also uh, when I, he, Gary, so if Gary asks a question and so if he, kn- so if I've got something good to say about it, and I, I like kind of like look at him without anyone knowing he's watching TV and got this. Like, <laughs> like almost like open my eyes to him, and he'll be like, "Pete," and then I'll answer it. You know, yeah. I got to say, oh, what you yeah. send out, you send out little off-camera yes, signals. To he Gary knows that you you want to get yeah, in there, yeah. and uh, you do that literally just by widening your eyes. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, like, so nice. You know, so that's good. You know, wait. So do you ever wait? You know, when he turns, like, and then I got this. I go. Obviously, no one lis- uh, people listen to the podcast can't see this, but I got this. I go. Like really interested in the question, look, you know, and then he'll go, Pete. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll go a sudden engagement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like like a pseudo putting your hand up with your kind of holding it up with your other arm. Yeah, it's like that, that face. But when you spend that but much yeah, time but together, but, you know, but I think people would be interested in this because it's too risky. On you know, you know, when you're presenting or a pundit like you guys are a presenter, as I've been in the past, it's too risky to do anything with your hands. Oh, really. Yeah. Because you never know whether the the director is on a wide shot or a tight shot mm-hmm. at this point. Like you don't really know. You see a monitor, but you can't l- be looking it's at the it's monitor. Not, not, there's so. not green lights and red lights going on the cameras, are there? No, no. not the so, IT, so you can't you can't just give it the whole <laughs> wave. Talk to me. So no, yeah. but like like you said, Ned, he's been. Well, you talked about his the fifth, last fifteen years, and it's only been this year where I, I've started to do that. You know what I mean? So it's been a build up mm. of of a relationship on set that I've got to a point where if I've got something that I think's worth saying about the, the question mm. he's about to deliver to Chris I'll mm. you know casually mm. <laughs> let him know through my eyes <laughs> can I can I, oh, can I just say quite well you're on really good at what you do yeah you're Sorry. really good at what you do yes I'm just saying when I'm on this subject and highlights of this year's tour if you like was we get used because obviously Ned and I are basically locked up in a box with our TV screens and don't really see anybody. But we do get to see the kind of the, the screen <coughs> of you, Gary, Chris, or whomever the guest is just sitting there waiting beforehand and kind of before and after. And when Lizzie came on, it was like <laughs> you and her were having so much fun because obviously you've known each other since you were teenagers. And we're not used to seeing that because <laughs> normally it's just like you're just all standing there, just kind of waiting for kind of yeah. Gary's rehearsing. Chris is ruffling through notes, trying to remember where he's at and what the bike race is. And then you're there kind of trying to figure out what you're doing. But then you and Lizzie were there and just <laughs> in hysterics. Well, it, it so got to brutal. a point where I was like, I, I was like to Lizzie, I was like, it got to a point where I was like, I had to tell the, you know, sh- like, that the, now we stop, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> Because she's really <laughs> full of banner, isn't she? And we were doing like selfies, oh you know, because you can we can see ourselves on the monitors in front of us. So we were doing like pee <laughs> selfies and stuff. And <laughs> that's weird, isn't it, Pete? Because that cast you in like the role of the pro, like, the serious broadcast professional, and the kind of experience. <laughs> What's weird about that? You know, like. Well, no, 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 I'm no, because like board, Boardman's always been so like now you've got Lizzie to look after. So hey, Lizzie, calm down. This is yeah. how it works. This, we're on. here to do a serious job. Yeah. You know, stop being <laughs> stop, you know. sort yourself out, Lizzie. It's like this isn't, this isn't bike racing anymore. Way, I've forgotten what conversations we've had on WhatsApp uh. and what conversations we've had on the pod. But have we congratulated? Lizzie no, on the we pod? have not. I don't. I don't think we have. So Shia well, is their son's name. 
Shay? Shay? I thought it was Shaya. How do you spell it? S-H-I-A? It's an Irish Shea. name, David. Shay. Shay. Yeah. How, how does he spell it? I think it's S-H-E-A. Oh, Shay. Shay. Okay. I thought it was okay. S-H-I-A. Yeah. Like yeah. the actor. Oh, congratulations, well, let's, Lizzie. Let's move away from the pronunciation <laughs> issue and just congratulate Lizzie, Phil, Orla, and, and, Shay, and, and Shay on, you know, yeah. being... And, and that's, that's super just cool. brilliant, mm. isn't it? And yeah. I, I absolutely love yeah. the fact that Shay, we were all with oh, Shay yeah. when we descended off Alpe d'Huez. Oh, yeah. yeah. You see, <laughs> for one. Yeah. On folding bikes. Yeah, Shay's <laughs> hung out with us. Hey, Shay's come down out to Wes with us. That's crazy Shay to think about. Shay came down out to Wes on a folding bike, yeah. you know, weaving in and out of the, the caravan. My word. Do you remember? Yeah. Oh. yeah Shay's, Shay's experienced a blowout. Oh, a blowout, yeah. That was yeah. Coming down Mond. Oh, that was mental. Mond. Oh, I'd forgotten about that. Where was Mond. that? Mond. The third... Um, Mond. The third There's a could uh, Monte, Monte Jalibert. The third... Um, Michael Matthews. Rum, mm. The third Michael runway Michael finish Matthews. of the Tour de France. Mm. Yeah, Whatever yeah. Whatever the third, mm. the second runway. Was finished. it the second? The third one was Perigude. Uh, oh, yeah. it was. Yeah. Mm. Megev, Mont, Mont Perigude. Yeah. yeah. But the yeah. bikes. But I. But do you guys, do you remember after we descended off Alpe d'Huez? It was so hot, wasn't it? It's was lovely, warm air. Mm. I just, I, was, I, I just loved descending off that. And then we rode a little bit, and we jumped in the car, didn't we? And then we pulled over because the traffic was just crap, wasn't it? Mm. And we we went to that quite weird restaurant, yeah. super weird, where you had some. Terrible vegetarian yeah. food mm-hmm. again, but I quite enjoyed that. Just sitting there for a bit. Yeah, it was I, nice. that's one of my weirdly well, we one of my fondest that memories. photo with the the group of that, that guys. Group that of is. yeah, there's group of like cycling kind yeah. of fans who've been out there watching and saw us and then came across and arguably one of the best selfies we've ever had. Yeah, it's kind oh, of yeah. that was a good photo. Yeah, but we all look all right in it. We yeah. all look okay. We look not, happy. Yeah. We look happy now. We were happy. Well, yeah, it was good. It was good good yeah. times. Everyone looked happy in that one. Good times. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. You always, I always, you know, when we do the tour and then it finishes, and you always, I always think, no, we always think, I always think, like, how can it be different, any different next year? And it always is, isn't it? In mm. some way, shape, or form. Yeah. It's different. This goes back to Ned's. This goes back to Ned's. <sighs> gonna say it. Wisdom. Um, oh, regards okay. as not being about his complete disdain for us being stuck at Leeds Castle and Maidstone Studios for oh, two yeah. years and saying, I well, this is just, not the Tour de France. That was, I think that yeah. slight disagreement that we had or that, that, yeah. that slight sort of different take on it, mm. I think, um, but when you boil it down, I think that that is the difference between me and, and you guys in the sense mm. that you've been athletes and I haven't and I think that that had a lot to do with it you know so yeah. I've I come at this sport from a completely different direction from from the way you guys come at it mm. and although there's bits of you that have kind of osmosed through a semi-permeable membrane into me mm. there are also you know and, and, and vice versa I suspect as well but I think fundamentally, we, we, the job is different, mm. isn't it? You know, we consider it in slightly different ways. And I think you guys just loved the idea of, it, it almost like for you being locked down into the, the first of all Leeds Castle and then the Marriott Hotel for two years, <laughs> you just felt like you were in a training camp, didn't yeah, you? Yeah. Completely. You fell into your little routines. <laughs> I'd find you sometimes, it was so funny in, in the first year, like, because our finishing times could be, for whatever reason, slightly different, or we'd set off at different times from the studios and cycle back to Leeds Castle. And then sometimes I'd kind of like accidentally stumble over you. I'll never forget the time that I just found you by the side of the main road 
out of Maidstone just sat on the grass verge with a bag of fish and chips and a bottle of white wine. <laughs> oh, we were so happy. It was, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, and you had, you, you two, I think, had, um, in a weird way, I think that was the year that you two got to know each other the best. Like yeah. that first lockdown year in Leeds Castle. Yeah, it was properly. Because Pete, yeah. in 2019, when you joined up, you were trying to get to know all sorts of people at the same time and it was mm. pretty hectic, right? And it was all a bit mad. But it was much calmer in 2020, wasn't it, when we were in Leeds Castle? It was. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> lost for words, Long Pete. pause. Uh, yeah, lost I was lost for words, words. actually. Yeah. 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 yeah, 2019 no, was it is, it, Yeah. Because I think it's true, we got to actually, when we were in... Um, Leeds Castle was pretty special. It was first year of pandemic, so everything was weird. And Leeds, oh, and Leeds Castle was fundamentally surreal. Insane. Yeah, Insane. it was just surreal. We got to stay there for nearly a month in Leeds Castle, which is kind of one of the most magical places in the UK. Kind of, and we were just cruising in and out of there on our own, had it to ourselves. And I mean, you managed to crown it perfectly by crashing into a moat and breaking your shoulder. Yeah, but that's a yeah, that's a story that our older listeners will know about. Mm. And we were kind of like, you know what, that wasn't bad, you know. And uh, and probably in contrast, now looking back at it, is because we'd all been locked down at home, so. By getting to Lee's Castle, it felt like we were traveling. And then we were in a surreal place. Yeah, that's true. And we, were, we were in a chateau, David. Uh, we were essentially in a chateau, weren't we? Yeah. So there was a little bit, it was a little bit Tour de France in a funny yeah. way. Yeah, it was. And then kind of world started to open up and then pandemic still got, and then we, we went back the next year and instead of being at Leeds Castle, they, they shifted us a few kilometers down the road to the Marriott. That's when it got um, weird. That's when it got and weird. That's when it got weird. That's yeah. when it got weird. And that's England made it to the European I, finals for a start. <laughs> oh yeah, everything got weird. Yeah, and yeah. I, I mean, probably the, the peak weird was when you and me, I think Pete, were just sitting on, just outside of our, our windows because we were on the golf course. We just went and sat on the grass and had our dinner one night on a fairway because everyone had stopped on playing course. on a golf course. At the Marriott Hotel, yeah, and. And other days we'd just be sitting on the verge. We never went out, never socialised. I, I never went to Maidstone no. for dinner. No, yeah. I had about like 20, no, not 20, I had about yeah. 12 Domino pizzas. Any of us did, yeah. Never went, yeah. never left Marriott, I think apart from twice, where we went to that pub where the rest of the crew went, yeah. which we'd been going to at Leeds Castle in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. The George. And George, the George, a great little that's, pub. That's when I yeah. knew. Great we food. had a race. We had a brilliant race, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, yeah. That was good. Oh, yeah. The, when, the race, uh, with the electric the race without a finish line. Yeah, the, the mystery Oh, race. yeah. The Hunger mystery. Games. The race That's the when Hunger Games distance. started. Yeah. Um, but, but that, that's that when I knew yeah. that um, it wasn't healthy anymore to not mm. be on the road. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where we actually, I think I think Pete and I had spent a lot of time discussing this during, that's when we were already getting to know each other in that second Tour de France race of 2021 at the Marriott where ironically we felt more at home because it wasn't Leeds Castle, it felt more like a chain hotel. That's where Pete and I started to look really feel comfortable, <laughs> especially a quite, quite medium to low budget. Um, <laughs> so we were kind of cycling. 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 We were in our yeah. routine and kind of, we got to hang out to each other because we were just like so locked into that. Everyone's like, oh, we should go, and go out and do this. We're like, nah, we're just going to stay here. It's like, this is safe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't, don't go out, guys. Blade Runner. Um, yeah, Blade <laughs> We watched Blade Runner. That got deep. <laughs> Um, Did you watch Blade Runner? Almost. It, kind of, I forgot. It wasn't the place and time and place to watch Blade Runner 2042. This, oh, yeah. that is just one of my favourite films. It's the greatest like, film. It's it's my top, my favourite film of all time. 
Blade Runner twenty forty two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, anyway so, yeah. that's not a discussion yeah. for him. Yeah. yeah. So, but then we had to plug up. But Pete, you and I had to pluck up the courage to tell Ned that he was right. We wanted to go back on the road. Yeah. No, you were very, you were very yeah. humble about that. Actually, yeah. both of you. But yeah. last year, so like going back to the race, because I have asked you this question, like last year. Can you think of a kind of away from the obvious highlights? This year of like or last year? Sorry, sorry, it's this year. Sorry, this year. I think of it as last year because it's the last Tour de France, but it's this year. Yeah, this year's Tour de France, Vingegaard and Pogacar, the handshake. But away from the kind of the obvious highlight of that moment, what what are the kind of racing bits and pieces that you'll take away? Do you think I can kick this off if you want? Go. I really enjoyed for a couple of reasons actually. One off bike and one on bike reason I really enjoyed our, our day in Calais we had arrived in Calais having flown very very late from Denmark and arrived really late into Lille and then been transferred up to our hotel in Calais we were slightly jet lagged and hallucinating ever so slightly during our sort of travel rest day the day before the next stage stage four and Pete you and I found bizarrely a full a full-size snooker table oh yeah in our hotel <laughs> In, uh, in, in, Cal in Calais and we played two frames didn't we and I think I won the first and you won the second mm -hmm. so that's like a one all thing that is yet to be decided so we'll have to we'll have to have the decider at some point but it was really good fun wasn't it I really really enjoyed that and then we had dinner with Phil Liggett and things like afterwards and it was all, it was all good, really good fun and then the next day Pete you and I rode out on our Bronsons like the final to do the final kind of like 10 kilometers of the, of the stage the climb, yeah. on that final climb and you for some reason weren't feeling so good so you didn't want to kind of ride up but I rode up and over the final climb in reverse and then rode back up the course and I knew that it was I could see from that 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 final climb was kind of hard enough for someone to do something that's where you, wa you watched that Walt Van Aert right there and of course, the person who did something was Wat van Aert, mm. and they did it in that Paris Nice Jumbo Visma three up attack kind of a way that was amazing. With your favourite rider, Pete Christophe Laporte, oh. playing an absolutely central part in that. Beautiful, beautiful um, rider, beautiful person. Uh, so, so that was one of my favourite stages, and seeing Van Aert hold on to take the the stage in the yellow jersey, I thought was one of. I thought it was brilliant. I loved that day's racing. Yeah, that was I'll just good. put that one there. Yeah. I got I got an off the bike Pete if unless you've got something springing to mind. You go. I'll go. I'll go last. I got I'm gonna kinda double whammy, um, because one the first one I'm gonna go Alp Duez, just how much fun we had going up there. Because we had Depeche Mode just can't get enough. Lizzie was in the car. <laughs> Pete was in a, like one of your super happy modes, loving it. And kind yeah. of encouraging fans. Got then we so got up excited. there, and then somehow we stumbled across that wine bar where we could sit and do our Never Strays car. Oh, that was table epic. amongst the chaos. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. We literally did a pod in that in that pizza place. Yeah, didn't we? and it was, was just like that all was of that. So good. Yeah, and that was just kind of one of those really random kind of. It it, it could have gone either way, and somehow it ended up living up to its Alpe d'Huez madness. Um, yeah. Which was good, because that's left kind of a haunting memory of Alpdouars is an actual party and a circus. Um, yep. And then there's just the second one's doing was our, our, one of our, again, stupid bike rides from on the rest day from Fr wherever. We rode from Carcassonne to, was it Carcassonne, David, to, to um, uh, Mir Mirepoix? Mirepoix? Mirepoix, Mirepoix. Yeah, Mirepoix. Yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy, and it was 
it was Tailwind, thank God, and Pete set off with his running. And I got a lovely video of him like running with his. And I went and bought. I stopped at a pharmacy before he left because I got scared about the sun, and bought like oil, and basically <laughs> covered myself in sun oil. And then was carrying a huge backpack. I don't know why I was carrying a huge backpack. Didn't need to. And yeah. then it ended up being. It was one of the hottest days. It was the year when there were like the warnings. Forty degrees. Well, it was. The, it was so like not. literally where the whole of France is the hottest day of the year, and everyone's going to die. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, we were we were riding Bromptons without any bottle cages. Oh, of so course. we just like, we were gasping from yeah. kilometer to kilometer yeah. to try and find. And that's water. and that's now your Twitter avatar of the like, the, the the water I, in your I cap. I love that picture. Yeah. 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 And um, but then we picture. got there and had lunch with Bob Raw, and again, yeah, and we got to a beautiful hotel restaurant which we never get. Randomly, yeah, yeah, and so and then Bob Roll happened to be hanging around. I had lunch with Bob Roll, and that was like I've never had lunch with Bob Roll, and that was lovely. Yeah. And it was just a good day. That was a good and day. And the next day, the next day, the stage finished in Foix, right? Yeah, with the marketplace around the you mm-hmm. know, the little Garrett, Garrett yeah. Thomas's stage. Who won? Who won? Who won? Foix, Foix, Foix. who won? He'd never won a bike race before. Oh, cool. Yule. 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 Yeah. So yeah. there was something beautiful about that, wasn't there? there was yeah. th- those couple of days were sort of blessed. I thought they yeah. were lovely. That was a That's really true. amazing win. And that yeah. was like yeah. the most, that was his first ever bike pro bike race win. It's his first ever, which we didn't realize at the yeah. time. And he was like, and we didn't, didn't know, we learned all that story about him. We felt Israel started becoming as like a, just a, a team that was just basically, everyone was like, well, they're not going to do anything here. And, you know, and then they ended up having an amazing Tour de France. And I think his ride was, was just like, it was probably the most emotional ride of that Tour de France. It was like, we yeah, all learned about the story yeah. that day. And you're like, oh man, seriously? Yeah. 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 That's brutal. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. For, yeah. On, for me, I think there were so many emotional and epic rides by certain individuals throughout the tour. But for me, the, the moment that stands out was... Uh, Jumbo Visma and I can't remember what day it was but it was like pure chaos there was like stage there four was 10 riders or stage five stage ten, five stage, stage five. five 10 riders all off the bikes director sportif was mm. out of the car with a wheel in his hand they even rang in the guy who does the does the hotel runs um to set up the mattresses to try and collect bikes on the side of the road <laughs> and like within, within like honestly five kilometers there was approximately 34 Jumbo Visma um, team like staff so and riders good. spread across the road and it was like they didn't know mm. what to do they had no clue what to do mm. and it was like guys you've literally just got to get one person or maybe two at this point Roglic back on their bike and that's mm. it and it was just like disarray and I was like what is going on do you know what I mean it, it was, was mental it was Vingegaard mm. it was Jonas Vingegaard who punctured and you know what yeah, yeah and you it know was that day yeah it was so good and Pete what I loved about it was this is, and kind of, as you say, there's so many moments. It was the fact that Wout Van Aert had just decided to fucking check out. He yeah. was like, I'm out. Yeah. This is too dangerous. I don't want to be involved. Oh, yeah, he that's was yeah. In the yeah. yellow. He was in the yellow he, jersey. He was wearing yellow. He was in yeah, the he yellow jersey. He got scared jersey. almost, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, well, he said yeah. that afterwards. He yeah. got scared. So he was just like, you know what? I'm cool now. It's like, you guys just have your GC, do your stupid stuff. And then he caught up with his team in disarray and came by them. And then it was like, all right, I've I'll got, fix it. I'll have to fix it. Yeah. And what's even and it was just more like insane the is... The coolest thing. Like, when yeah. you watch on TV and you commentate, 
you have no idea of how hectic and dangerous it is in that peloton. For a guy yeah. like Wout van Aert mm. to say, this is dangerous. And it didn't look yeah. dangerous, did it, really? You know, he had a few little mishaps yeah. and he hit the side of the car. He had another one with, even maybe it was at Laporte earlier awesome on. For, it looks fine it, from a helicopter. It, it just doesn't look, <laughs> it just doesn't look. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, obviously the yeah, stress yeah. levels. But that whole incident mm. was just mm. absolutely balmy. And it's like, mm. you can't prepare for that. Mm. And I wonder now, actually, in hindsight, sorry, sorry, Ned, if if that's where he changed his kind of attitude towards the tour, because he'd come in, he'd kind of done his things the early days, he'd done the got the yellow jersey, then done that all-time Calais stage. I mean, that's in the history what he did in the Calais stage that you were talking about, Ned. But then it's like, and he's probably thinking, I'm gonna have a couple of days off now because I got a lot of work to do. I've I've, I've accomplished what I did. I got my personal goals got yellow i'll go for i'll get green that's not a problem so i don't need to get mixed up in this crap you guys go and do and, what you need and to do. now this and then and now and, oh now, it's, and now it's like yeah <laughs> and now he's like seriously guys you need me now i was having a day off I was yeah. gonna, and then it was like then he's like you can you're not gonna be able to do it without me aren't you you're genuinely not gonna be able to do it without me and he then just went through and he did what we saw later on just Freight trained it through everything. Freight he, trained he, it. Pr- you're so right, David. Because yeah. prior to the Calais stage, yeah. he'd finished second, mm. third, and second, or something. Yeah, yeah. Hadn't oh, he? No. Like, and it was, been, there was you know, that stat when it's, it's, it's six Tour de France stages or seven sort of. He'd not not finished further back than second or third. Yeah, from the it's previous just, Tour yeah, de France yeah. as well as win second. Can I win please second. just have a day off? Yeah. a day off would be nice. Like I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm going to have a day off. And then it's like, oh, Jesus, Jonas, really? Okay. And then and then Primos is, uh, he's got to leave them behind. Then Primos is down and, and he just, but he saves the whole race for other teams as well. Yeah. He essentially saved the Tour de France. I almost feel day. like Wout van Aert needs yeah. to have a little conversation with Cav, doesn't he? Because then he would know, <laughs> lad, there's never a day off in the Tour de France. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, what was your... Like, let's just wrap it up because we've all said a little bit about like what we loved on and off the bike at this year's Tour de France. Off the bike, so e- like so I, easy. I would just, I would place. There's so many, so many. Oh, so easy. Go on. Well, I mean, it. oh, like I mean, like the race. There's so many. There's so many memories that just stand out. But one that you might not be thinking of is the 360 car. <laughs> <laughs> how, how are you getting on with that, Pete? You got you got it now. Well, I tr- I tried to break it so many times, so I didn't have to do it. Or like made Gary Beckett go go off course, you know. So we turned up an hour and a half late. It, uh, you know, I did everything I could. And it, it's like there's so many. <laughs> it was just such an ongoing story because I I just couldn't do it. Like I, I physically. Pete, like, Pete, can we just can you just explain to our listeners as well those who haven't right, watched okay. the ITV? So I was taking on what the, what the segment is. The mantle, like Chris Boardman mantle, a little bit again. I, t- I tell you, what, I can't get away from this kind of um, of you know doing an important part of the the last twenty k or the last kilometer, three sixty cam on the front of the bike where I would essentially speak to the camera about what to expect or what to happen, but you can't make predictions because you can't do that on television, and what else could he say so but where chris is like so different to me is like he's, he's really good at scripting and nailing it where i'm really better off the cuff unless it's to a camera where which doesn't speak to me basically <laughs> <laughs> so i'm like this is like 
camera that doesn't speak to you know, me. I'm, Pete, I'm, let's do it again. I'm like, yeah, I'm like five five days in, and I'm going up this last kilometer of the race, or six days in, or whatever, and I'm like, have to uh, take five, turn around, do it again. All these fans on the side of the road watching me, and I'm like, like cursing into this camera, like for God's sake, like I'm right, right and, I, and then I stop, and before I press record again, because then I get back to the truck, and they're like, okay, what, wh- which ones were good? And I'm like, Jesus Christ! So I stop on my bike, and I'm like, I say it in my head, so I'm stood there in front of all these fans, speaking to myself, saying, right, left hand corner, could be dangerous, probably gonna be alright, really important to be in position. <laughs> get around the corner and then my mind just goes blank you know it's like (laughs) (laughs) and then they they like they 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 play it back to me and you know you could do this and oh you need to speak more you know it's gone a bit quiet here and i'm like thinking i don't even i don't want i don't like listening to my own voice and you're playing it back to me on the truck over these generic monitors where you can hear every single tone coming through and everyone's yeah. watching and, and listening and gary sat down there on the <laughs> left and i'm thinking oh, gary doesn't want to hear this you know <laughs> like let's just, <laughs> let's leave gary's memory of me on set you know <laughs> and also pete now you know because you've been to ealing you can also imagine them patching it through to ealing oh, was, was it like another 20 people with screens watching this? all yeah. of it at once <laughs> What the heck is this? They're probably gathered like they'd be literally excited. They get donuts yeah. in for that, that a couple of times a day. Like Kenix, Kenix yeah. stuff's coming in. Kenix stuff's At coming one in. One time, I forgot that my microphone was on, and I was like, like um, doing videos to like my mates at home, like cursing the camera. It was awful. Really, I could not get my head around it at all. So it was just basically to, to wrap it up. What was well. like, what was supposed to be like quite an important job for me. And I, I really did try to take it seriously, but it did stress me out every day. And um, became a bit Just of so a, a running, like, ongoing, not joke, but like, I don't know, like a, a drama, wasn't it? <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> it was a bit dramatic. Mm. But the, uh, can I just say, there is absolutely no chance that it won't be coming back next year. <laughs> no <laughs> chance. Do it. I said, I said, it's coming back. No I said to the, it's coming I said back. To the head, coming I said, back. I said to James, like the head producer, I said, like, it's just not me. Like, I can't do it. Like, I don't... There's got to be diff- a different way around it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's coming back next year You'll in exactly the same form. But exactly the same I just... And I think it's it, preparation, basically. There's no preparation in it at all. That's just, that is not but, like a motto. you know, life, when yeah. we're doing the pod and we're in the car and it's like as if I'm going to start writing a script when we're in the car, like travelling three hours to the next we're hotel. It's just not. Like, We've got work to do. I, I, basically, I think. We've got to do a podcast. Yeah, I prefer doing Pete's picks, basically. <laughs> yeah, Pete's, Pete's picks, Pete's picks. Because also, That's David, uh, you might agree with this. Like, when you're a rider and you, you, you're doing the last K and a half of the course, so much of it is just like natural and you don't even think about what it is. So, no, to, to, to explain that completely. is like. I don't know. I'm like I'm literally just going around a corner, and I'll yeah. be fighting for position. And then it goes uphill, it's 200 so meters to go. What else is there to say? Do you know what I mean? I'm just trying to stay upright. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm just trying to like not get in a fight. But then Ned had to really. <laughs> oh, but this is what you guys have got to do. You've got to be honest about it. You've got to say. Yeah. So at this point, I'm literally just thinking about self-preservation. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, and you say that for I 21 can go, days. I can get. I can get through. This, yeah, it's, yeah, for 21 days. It's true. You have got to find a different thing. It's like coming to this corner. So I got to make a choice. I go through here, or, or I crash. I'm going to lose my lead. I, I'm going to crash, or I go through here and I'm leading out. Yeah. I'm going to lose them, 
or we've got to set up a lead up person in front of me to get me in in front to help them. It's like you can go through the, the it's not infinite, but it's, the variables are crazy it's, of it's how insane. you handle those last few Ks. And, and also, yeah. Ned, you've seen, you seen how complicated it was when, when we did it together, didn't you? And then we did that amazing, yeah. amazing, amazing <laughs> oh, clip. Yeah. And the, that was in Mons, the wasn't helicopter. It? Yeah ruined it so we had to go back and do yeah. it again bear in mind i've got to be on oh, yeah, set yeah, in yeah. like 10 minutes time i've got to get the microphone yeah, back it was annoying i've got to tell them which one was good and then i'm rushing over to set all flustered do you know what i mean pro what was it phil liggett always said ned i do what i don't know what did phil liggett like, always no, no, never run to set never run to is that what he said i never knew yeah, that yeah, yeah. to wrap yeah. it up yeah. i think <laughs> i had it easy i had it cushy my first two to three years mm. And now I'm starting to realise, like, oh, oh, it's his fourth year, you know, we'll give him a bit more. Now, so that's like, I'm like, wow, you know, where this is like normal, yeah, normal work, now. probably. You're committed yeah. now. Yeah. You're yeah. committed. Um, I, I would like to just, you know, probably wrap it up by saying, Pete, if that's your standout off the bike memory of the Tour de France, in terms of your contribution, my standout Pete Kenyuk off the bike memory of this year's Tour, this year's Tour de France was your risotto Mm, that you my made. God, that was amazing. Where yeah. was it? Where were that we was guys? in That was in Carcassonne. Carcassonne, of course it yeah. was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Carcassonne with Lizzie. Lizzie's final night. Um, we had most of the team Day there. before the rest day. Yeah. Yep. And, yeah, yeah. and they wonder yeah. why I don't have a script ready for the 360 cam the next day. Mm. It's out of it. Like, <laughs> can only do so much. Yeah. Ned, Ned yeah. and David <laughs> want to slap up meal on the rest day. Yeah. Yeah, and a podcast. Yeah, and a podcast. while you were making the, the <laughs> oh yeah, that was the, good, the, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, go and enjoy your mum's your mum's birthday. It's your mum's birthday, isn't it, Pete? Yeah, it is. Well, it's the sixtieth of November, but this um this holiday family booked for family this family holiday is booked for a sixtieth. Saying wow. like I said, Central um, Premier Inn in Manchester went for um, mm. an Italian um, a couple of hours ago, and as I was walking there. 100 meters before the Italian, I had like a memory, like Joe, when you're like, bam, all these memories come back. And it's like, I've been here before. Uh, Manchester <laughs> Youth Tour finish, two fa- uh, two fa- year 2000. Adam Blythe won. Luke Rowe was second. I was third. Ben Swift was there. Um, Adam Blythe Jeez. was doing bunny hops down the steps on a unicycle. All these memories. I was like, wow, nuts. Yeah. City centre finish. In, yeah. So, Rose. yeah. Oh, we'll have a good time, we'll and we'll and in Antalya, please um, perhaps broach the subjects uh, yeah. that when we might. When are you going to Antalya? Uh, we leave on to on yeah. Monday morning. Okay. So we'll do a pod we'll, from there. Um, yeah, we'll do a pod, and we'll discuss. 100%. Because 100%. if we're not taking the commentary, I, I vouch. If maybe we end up having a sponsor, we just go over there and commentate in the race ad hoc. Oh, uh, <laughs> that would be just. <laughs> So good. <laughs> if our potential sponsor is listening, yeah, right, I yeah. think that if that if that doesn't sort of like swing it <laughs> in our favour, I don't know what will. Uh, I mean, that would just be immense. Yeah, because they'll put us up; they'll be fine. And it's like we can just yeah. go because so many people go there. Yeah, like this is just random people. It took me like I'm three days it. to re- realize that the gorilla was there, Andre Grapel. <laughs> I was like, "You're here." <laughs> <laughs> it's like podcast <laughs> gold. <laughs> It's beautiful. Guys, we, honestly, shut up. Yeah. We've gone on for okay. far too long. Oh, yeah. right? We're over let's, the hour let's mark. Let's just shut Sorry. up. Oh, we're way over the hour mark. Okay. Shut up. Go away. Love you all. See you all soon. Okay. Bye. See you, Ned. See you, Bye. Dan. Bye.